you can see, Chris is not here this morning, but I am so honored, so very, very honored that he called me and asked me to fill in for him today. Thank you, John, for that introduction earlier. My name is Renee Tucker, and my husband Chuck and I are members here at this church. We've just recently moved over to the East Coast, and just being here this morning, I hope you all realize how blessed you really are to have Parish United Methodist Church. We are searching over there for another church, and boy, we can't even come close. So you are very, very blessed. But more than being a member of the church here, I am going to school for the ministry. Chris has been mentoring me, and with the encouragement and support of my friends, my husband, and the Emmaus community, well, here I am today. God has put it on my heart, even at this late stage of my life, to learn, to study, and to share his word. We never know what God has in mind for us or when our purpose will blossom. Blessings come in many forms. So enough said about me. Let us move on to scripture. Our reading this morning is from Matthew 21, 1 through 3. It's on the board behind me there. When they had approached Jerusalem and had come to Bethphage at the Mount of Olives, then Jesus sent two disciples, saying to them, Go into the village opposite you, and immediately you will find a donkey tied there and a colt with her. Untie them and bring them to me. If anyone says anything to you, you shall say, The Lord has need of them, and immediately he will send them. May the Lord give his blessing on this word. May he give us ears to hear and hearts to understand. I also pray myself that, Lord, send the Holy Spirit to fill me so that I may be your humble servant unto you. Amen. Does anyone know what today is? Palm Sunday. Any others? First day of spring. Yay! Not that we want to see those snowbirds leave or anything, but, uh, but it is a time of renewal. It's a time that things look dead, places look desolate, but all of a sudden, a little life starts to appear. I can remember being up in New England, and you look out in the Fasithia bushes, it would be snowing, and the Fasithia bushes would there, be there with all that snow covering on the top of them, and the little crocuses would be trying their way to get through the snow. So we're blessed down here, but if you look, you will see new, new regeneration. So how appropriate that Palm Sunday falls on the first day of spring. Today is Palm Sunday, and ministers all over the world are giving sermons on the arrival of Jesus into Jerusalem on a donkey being hailed as king. But I would like to take a different approach to Palm Sunday. I want to talk about that little colt that was tied up 
just outside of Jerusalem. God bless you. Many of us skip over the importance of this cult. Jesus teaches us so many different lessons in the Bible that no matter how many times we read it, we always get a different view. The story of that cult is mentioned in all four Gospels, so it must have been of importance. Jesus sent two disciples, as he always did. They were always traveling in at least twos. He sent them ahead to a nearby city. They had no address to go to. They didn't know the name of the owner or any of his family. But Jesus told them that the donkey would be tied up just inside the city. Why, on that particular day, did the owner have them tied up right there? He didn't have them traveling. They weren't out grazing. As a matter of fact, why did Jesus pick a camel and a colt? I mean, pick a donkey and a colt. Why not a horse or a camel? Each one of these animals would have been better for traveling. Jesus could have come riding into Jerusalem at a gallop with um, strength and power. But in those days, horses were a symbol of war. But what about a camel? Much better for traveling, more room for your wares. But as we all know, Jesus was not that kind of king. He was a humble and a common man, a king of peace. A colt, one that had never been ridden before, was his choice. This colt had never been trained or broken to take on a rider, but this posed no problem for Jesus, for God had created all the animals. I went to a Bible study a few years back and we were studying about Palm Sunday and the timing of this journey into Jerusalem. But first of all, why did Jesus ride into Jerusalem? He had walked into Jerusalem many times for many different visits. Why this time did he ride? Because it was his time to be declared as king. Remember Jesus' first miracle. That was at the feast, the wedding feast, when they ran out of the wine, and his mother turned to him and asked him what he could do. Do you remember what his response was to her? My time has yet not come. What time? The time of him to be declared king. Zechariah had prophesied 550 years earlier about their king riding into Jerusalem and about that little colt. Chapter 9-9. Rejoice greatly, daughter Zion. Shout, daughter Jerusalem. See your king comes to you, righteous and victorious, lowly and riding on a donkey, a colt, a foal of a donkey. Have you ever wondered in today's times, what if two men came up to your door 
and said they needed your mode of transportation, your car, your new car. They say the Lord has need of it. Yeah, right, how many of us would give them the keys? But what was so different back in that day when the two disciples approached that man? Why did he so willingly give up not only one, but two animals? Have you ever thought about that? Why would he just give them up? Maybe divine intervention, or perhaps Jesus had spoken to the man previously and had made arrangements. Or maybe the man had studied the Old Testament deeply and knew the date and time that this prophecy was to pass. In that Bible study that I went to, we learned of this timing. We had to read chapter 9 in Daniel and chapter 2 in Nehemiah. And to put those two together, you get that very same day. The old Jews, they knew their scripture inside out. Their knowledge should have led them to that very day. Some Jews got it, and some Jews didn't. Doesn't that sound like today's times? Although we have God's word written right in our Bibles, some of us get it, and some of us don't. Well, back to our little cult. He was born for a purpose. He was born for service unto the Lord. Not for anything else, not for any time, not for any place other than for that one reason. Once untied, he was there for the Lord to use. Many of us are searching for our purpose in life. We can go to church, serve within the community. We can donate our time and our finances. We attend Bible study and try to learn more about the life and times of Jesus and how we are to live our lives. Some of us read the Bible very quietly at home. But many of us are still searching. It is good to still search because we grow and we mature in Christ all the time. What is my purpose? What does God want me to do with my life? Some of us look towards uh, Rick Warren, and he has a lot of the beginnings of answers. Not a bad place to start. Some of us have roadblocks in our paths, events and things that have happened that hinder our finding our purpose. Some are angry with God. Some are healing. Some are just lost. God knows the troubles you have and have had, and he waits. He waits for us to give it to him and let it go. He will handle the past and the present. Trust. It does not come easily. God knows this. 
He waits for our trust. Simply talk to God. Tell him just how you feel. Get it off your heart. He can take it. He is our dad, and we are his children. He will hold us and hug us and make things okay. But we have to ask him. We have to let him handle the whole of our lives. The good and the bad, the joy and the sorrow. We can lean on him every day through every single thing. For everything that happens in our lives happens for a reason. The ultimate goal of all happenings is for his glory. All things happen for God's glory. We may not understand or have any control over things that happen in our lives, but our reaction to these things happening around us, we do have control of. Each of us has been created by God for a purpose, just as that little colt was born for his purpose. God can and will use each one of us in our life here on earth. As we grow spiritually and become more aware of what God can do in our lives, we move forward as God develops our purpose. We are all special in God's eyes. It doesn't matter what lies behind us, but only what is before us. So untie, untie yourself, let yourself go. Let God lead you and use you. Only then can you be ready for your purpose that you were created for. Your service to God will become aware to you only after you are free from being bound. So on this Palm Sunday, make it a day for your future. Your future with a purpose. Only you can untie what binds. Your king has come, riding on that little colt in his purpose for everyone to see. Accept him. Be joyous of his arrival. Honor him. Glorify him. The Lenten season started with Ash Wednesday, a time to reflect and a time of sacrifice. Your Passion Week starts today, Palm Sunday. Remember, remember the Last Supper and how he washed the apostles' feet, how he was betrayed. Remember Gethsemane and how Jesus wept with tears of blood as he prayed to his father. Think of the anguish. My father, if it is possible, may this cup be taken from me, not as I will, but as you will. Remember his arrest, and how Peter denied him, not once, 
but three times. Remember his torture by the Roman soldiers and the scourging at the pillar. And remember Good Friday, the carrying of the cross down the Via Della Rosa and on to Calvary. They say he was nailed to the cross at nine o'clock in the morning and he didn't die until three. Remember why this had to happen, why he had to suffer this. But also remember Easter Sunday when our Savior rose because today our Savior lives. Remember this all took place for you, each one of you and me. Untie and follow your Lord, your King, to your purpose. Once untied, just like that little colt, you will be of use for the Lord. Remember. Amen.